Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through. Because being boss is hard. Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job of your own isn't easy. But getting paid for it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable. If you do the work. Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs from Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Welcome to episode six, staying motivated and happy. All right. Hello. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening. So my client, Stephanie and podcast listener recently sent me this email. She said, Hey there, Kathleen. Happy Sunday. She sent it on a Sunday. (laughs) I have a quick question for you. I've been totally taken out by the Chicago winter. Short gray days and never leaving the house because of the snow, compounded by not having any close friends nearby. I'm tired all the time, and my motivation and energy are at, like, negative 50. Do you have any quick coaching tips for not crawling into a hole and staying there until April? I imagine I'm not the only creative entrepreneur whose life and business are being affected by winter depression right now. So I figure you might have some insight. Oh boy, do we have some insight. Um, At this very moment, I'm recording this podcast from bed. (laughs) Because it's a gray winter. Um, So we totally get it, Stephanie. (laughs) You are definitely not alone. I have been, um, I know I've been seeing stuff on Instagram a lot lately. People just like working from bed or shots of people like outside their window, like dreaming of sunnier days. Um... So there are lots of creative entrepreneurs who are currently being affected by the super blue winter that we're having um, and complete lack of sunshine. I'm in the South and it's gray here today. Um, But as creatives, it can be super easy to fall into a funk any time of year. Any time of year. Yeah. Like here, it gets really hot and yep exactly I hit the summer slump yeah big time yeah I get I get really slow (laughs) there's there's actually like this book out there somewhere like one of those really old books that talks about like southerners and how people always like I guess about like a hundred years ago thought we were all stupid because we're so slow when really we're just really hot we're just hot (laughs) (laughs) we're hot and we go real slow and we drink lots of sweet tea but today we're going to talk about how to stay motivated Um, and happy like a boss, whether you're enduring a gray winter or super hot summer slump, because it's some tough Or just any sort of, or just any sort of creative funk. It happens. Yeah, regardless of weather. Sometimes it's just Tuesday. Regardless of weather. (laughs) All right, so let's jump in. I feel like the first thing you have to do to really stay motivated and get out of a funk is to just get in the right mindset. So one of the first things that I would recommend is just let yourself feel the funk. I found that whenever I really resist my sadness, it just fights back and it just sinks its claws into me. So here's what I like to do. And I'm not saying it always works, but you can try it, which is to set a timer for five minutes and just fully let yourself feel whatever it is that you want to feel. And during that five minutes, you can cry, you can scream, you can stare at a wall, you can punch a pillow, whatever you got to do. Um, but you only get five minutes. 
and then you got to get back to work. I love that. I do that. I have days where I come home from work and I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? And not that I don't love what I do because I completely do, but I'll tell, I'll tell David and Lily, like, I just have to go upstairs for a minute and I'll like come upstairs to the bedroom and I'll sit in bed and I'll like, I'll just stare. I think it freaks Lily out a little bit because she'll come upstairs and say, Mom, are you ready? Um, but sometimes you just have to, like, you do. You just have to let yourself feel it. Um, and don't feel guilty about it. Like, you're allowed to have negative emotions sometimes. But it is only five minutes. You have to snap out of it. <laughs> All right. But, like, I'm that person that, you know, I'll go into the bathroom and cry. And do you ever do that thing where, like, you look at yourself cry in the mirror? Maybe this is just me. <laughs> I don't usually but do like, that. Well, maybe I do. I'm, I, you know, I look at myself crying and I'm like, you're pathetic. No, but really set a timer and let yourself really feel it. And my thing is, though, I, I just can't stop. Like, even with that, you know, my five minutes are up. So then I find myself resisting it and I'm still not in my right mind. So another thing that I like to do is to pretend like I'm an old lady you know, 90 years in the future, reminiscing on this time when I was in my 30s and a badass creative entrepreneur. And I remind myself that, like, I get to choose the story that I want to tell about my life. So, like, what's the story that you want to tell? That you were sad and cold? Or that you had this adventure in a new city? You get to choose your story. More recently, I was in a funk um, mostly because I was sleep deprived, but also because it's winter and I was crying to my sister about it. And she was like, Kathleen, you just got to pretend like you're in a movie of your own life. Pretend like you are Drew Barrymore with a one-year-old baby and you're not getting enough sleep, but you're still this fabulous working creative. So that was kind of a fun way to get objective too, or objectivity too, is to pretend like, I'm in a movie of my own life, and every good movie has a little bit of a, you know, plot struggle in it. The main character is not always happy. So um, that's a good way to feel fabulous. Yeah, just pretend like you're a movie star in your own movie. I think that's <laughs> genius. I need to do that. I should dress the part, too. <laughs> make, make a soundtrack. Yeah. Just listen to it all day. Oh, perfect. Good. So, yeah, just pretend like you're in a movie. Um, I think, well, and I think along those lines, like, winter is a really, really great time in general. Well, really any time is. But I feel like winter is the time of year when it is really gray outside. And, like, it just causes, like, things to happen in your brain. Like, you become tireder or, and that can cause you to become a little more negative. Um, I've relatively recently learned the power of, like, thought work and, like, training your brain to be positive. I know that's totally woo-woo sounding, but it's totally legit. Um, And I'm not going to get really into it today, but it is just the idea of, like, noticing when negative thoughts start going through your head or just, like, nonsense, like, gloomy thoughts, Uh, whether it be, you know, I just don't want to get out of bed today or whatever that may be. Um, But sort of capturing those and turning them into positive thoughts, um, it's, it's not a hard thing to do, but you do have to learn... Um, to do it. And my favorite resource for like beginning thought work um, is it's a little book called Self-Coaching 101 and it's by Brooke Castillo. She also has a great podcast as well. If you want to um, go check out her podcast as well. Um, but it's just a really good 
book for like laying the framework for like turning just gloomy thoughts um, into happier thoughts that make you a little more productive. Check it out. We'll probably definitely get into thought work in a later podcast. That's such a good point. And I, so I did my life coaching training under Martha Beck and she has a lot of really great books too on self-coaching. Um, one is finding your own North star or your true North star. And we'll be sure to include these in the show notes. So go to our website and we'll include links to, um, Brooke's book as well as Martha Beck's book. Um, I also, I, have you checked out Invisibilia yet? I haven't. I haven't the heard new of that. N- it's the new NPR podcast, and it's um, all about how thoughts shape our behavior. No way. And so if you're interested in that sort of thing, listen to a podcast to get you out of your funk. I mean, Absolutely. that's a good way to get in your right mind is to listen to new things and learn new things. And But one thing, one other thing I want to say about thought work, and I do think that we should do a future podcast on it, is that you're literally carving out neural pathways in your brain. And so if you think the same negative thought over and over again, it's easier to go to that place. So it does take work, just like digging a new ditch, to replace that negative thought with a positive thought. Um, So definitely check out some of those resources so that you can start to do that work. Um, I think another thing that you can do is... um is just set some goals for yourself to sort of get you out of the funk. I think funks usually come when you don't know what to do next or you're really unclear on what comes next. And so you just find yourself sort of spinning your wheels in one place. Um, So I think um, that doing some good goal setting, I know for me right now, you know, for the past month, I've probably worked out less than I have in the past like year. And most of it's just like being super busy and my schedule is a hot mess And it's cold outside, and I don't want to put on, like, little pants and, like, even run to my car. As I say, in Alabama, I think it's, like, 40 degrees out today. But my my skin is thin. Um, So (laughs) one of the things that I'm doing right now is um, I'm, like, about to start, like, really knocking out some workouts um, with the idea that I just recently planned a trip to New York in May. Um, And I, like, I have goals that I want to reach by the time it's warm outside. (laughs) So like using this cold downtime to sort of do the work um, so that I can have, I guess, more fun or like accomplish things by the time it's like warm and sunny outside. So it can be business or it could be personal. It could have to do with, you know, maybe you're wanting to plan a new product and launch that. Or maybe you do want to get in shape or whatever that may be. Like use this down winter time as the time to really hunker down and do the work so that you can reach whatever goals you have for after the sun comes out. <laughs> I love that. I think another way to set some goals is to make a list of what's been going well for you. Um, write down everything that is good right now, or maybe even recapping the previous year. Um, what's been going well. And then also make a list, a shit list. <laughs> make a list of what sucks. And assess where you're at. Like, so look at where you're at right now and where you want to go, where you want to be. And brainstorm one action or commitment that will get you closer to where you want to go. So, like, Emily, for you, you want to be able to rock some shorts in May in New York. And so, you know, what's one thing that you can do to get there now? Um, And it's probably, like, maybe not putting on 
your Lululemon pants <laughs> and running to your car and going to the gym, but maybe it's doing some squats in your house. Yeah, yeah, I've totally gotten in the habit of like doing squats while I brush my teeth. So, <laughs> which is something that I'm totally doing and helping a lot. Um, but yeah, it's just like little steps. And like, you know, in the bathroom, it's cold, like my feet are cold on the floor, brushing my teeth and do squats, warm up, get in the shower. Um, it is, yep. it is, it's little steps like that. Um, and I like the idea of, of making the shit list. Well, plus you Yeah. And so then, so then on the shit list, it's like, what, what is one action or what is something that you can let go of that will make things less shitty for you? It's not that hard. Like, so if what sucks is um, you have a friend who's constantly calling you and they're super negative and it's making you feel more negative, stop picking up the phone. Yeah. You know, it could be as simple as that. Or it could be um, you don't have any clients right now. Okay, what is one action that will get you a client that you can do? Is it sending out a newsletter? Is it writing a blog post? Yeah, I also like the idea of using that, like, good list and your shit list as a way to probably put things in perspective a little bit. Because mm-hmm. whenever you, whenever it's gray outside and you're feeling kind of gloomy, you think that everything sucks. <laughs> like, it's, mm-hmm. I get there sometimes and it's totally a thing. But whenever you... And that goes back to the thought work, yeah. too, is, like, uh, having that list, it's like, okay, acknowledge what sucks... But also writing that list of things to be grateful for. Right. Or just seeing focus that your on shit that. list is not as big as you thought it was in a lot of cases. like I mean, it's probably first world problems. <laughs> you are right. It almost definitely is some serious first world problems. Um, which is fine. And not to say that those aren't problems because they are. Um, they are for you. But maybe it will help just sort of put things into perspective. Do a pros and cons list of your life and see how pro it actually is. All right, so some other things that you can do to get out of your winter funk or any sort of creative funk, you were talking about this a little bit earlier, Emily, but is to just move your body and work out. And this isn't just so that you can look good whenever bikini weather comes around, because I believe that every body is a bikini body. Uh, You just have to have a body and put on a bikini. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you have six-pack abs or not. But... um. Moving your body and working out is really important, especially for the creative entrepreneur who really takes their work personal, um, because emotions live in your body. Uh, They're not just in your mind, they are in your body. And so you can release those emotions with a good yoga session or by running on the treadmill and sweating it out. Um, You will feel so much better after your after you move your body and release those emotions. Right. Or go get a massage, which isn't exactly moving your body. But that one for that one's been on my list lately. David was great enough to like massage some shit out of my shoulders the other day. Because I hold all of my tension like in my neck and shoulders. Um and I know I do it. And I can always tell when I'm really stressed because my shoulders hurt from like keeping all the tension there. Um, so I, like, I've even thought like as my business grows and as my schedule gets a little more nuts and like I'm managing more things, like putting in like a monthly massage into my budget. Like I feel like it's definitely one of those pampering things, but it's one of the things that I deserve. (laughs) So important. Or like going and sitting in a sauna or a steam room is a really great way to warm up in the winter. Um, but to also just sweat it out, just sweat those emotions out. Another big one is to get lots of sleep. 
And I can attest to this one <laughs> with that one-year-old baby of mine who he just learned this week. So he's finally sleeping through the High night. High five and to I pops. Thank you. I really, um, I mean, I was pretty bummed out by the not sleeping thing. But now that I'm actually getting more sleep, um, I'm realizing, wow, like what an effect it has. Welcome back to so planet get, Earth. <laughs> you right? Yeah. <laughs> it is no joke. So get lots of sleep. And I think especially in the winter, like use the season to hibernate a little. I mean, it's what, it's what all animals do. It is. And, and I have to, I, I think that's important is like humans are animals of the earth. Like if I can get really hippie for a second, like <laughs> we're meant to slow down in the winter and, like, you know, current culture, like, we can't really do that as much. Um, I cut studio hours. Like, after the new year, I cut studio hours by an hour every day um, because the day should be shorter. The sun is telling us that the day should be shorter and we should be going home and resting up and doing some sleeping. So, Stephanie, maybe you should crawl into your cave until April, but not feel guilty about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I would not judge you for that whatsoever. I would actually super high-five you. But, yeah, I've been going to bed at, like, 8.30 every night um, and still able to get up at, like, I usually wake up pretty naturally at 5.30 or 6, which is really old woman of me. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, I'm not feeling guilty about putting Lily to bed at 8 o'clock and me going right behind her at about 8.30, 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um Sleep is important, and winter's a great time to do it because there's tons of darkness. So Mm -hmm. enjoy it. (laughs) So get lots of sleep. Yeah. I think also establishing a morning routine. Yeah, that one is huge for me. Uh, Kathleen and I were brainstorming this the other day, and I told her, I was like, I don't even give myself a chance to think about not going to work anymore because my morning routine has become such a thing that I don't, I don't even think about it. Like, I simply get up and go to work. It's not something... And it's not just our morning routine, but it's also we have deadlines to meet. Yeah. And so, I mean, and that's because... It's a day routine. You and I, Emily... <laughs> like, I know you and I, Emily, like, our workload, even though it is winter, we're still slammed. Yeah. We have a lot of client work. We have deadlines. We have obligations. But even if your work has slowed down a little, like, for most of us, it does in the winter... Um, Hold yourself accountable to your own deadlines. So whether that's writing a blog post um, or launching a podcast, whatever it is, you know, it starts in the morning with that solid routine. And I'm sure that we'll do an entire episode on morning routines. If that interests you guys, we can share more on exactly what it is that Emily and I do every morning Mm -hmm. to stay successful and on top of our game. Um, but for now, just start to explore doing the same thing every morning so that you can at least not be fatigued with decisions first thing in your yeah, day. Yeah, it's, it's so that you can like start your day on autopilot so that you're not faced with those questions of what do I do next and so that getting back in bed is not even an option. <laughs> like I, you know, I'm getting up and it doesn't matter what the weather is. Like I don't even, you know, sit here and think, well, it's raining outside. Maybe I should just stay at home in bed. Um, I don't even give myself time to think those thoughts because it's simply on autopilot. Like, I get up and I start getting ready and I do my things and I, I don't even consider um, consider staying in bed. I think another way that you can escape a creative funk is to give yourself some boundaries and limitations. And I know that that might sound counterintuitive, but sometimes it's creating boundaries that allows us to be more creative. 
Um, so for you, Stephanie, it might be giving yourself, like making a rule for yourself and saying, okay, I'm going to get out of my house at least three times a week to work from a coffee shop. So this is especially good for creative entrepreneurs who are working alone and, you know, might feel lonely or just kind of disconnected from the world. Um, get out of your house a few times a week, right from a coffee shop. Yeah, whenever whenever I lived in the mountains, <laughs> I lived in North Carolina for about two and a half years, and that's where I really sort of like built the foundation of my business. I was working completely alone in my basement, um, like building my business, and it was definitely no Chicago because I lived in a town of like 2,000 people, and that was seasonally, I'm pretty sure. It was a super small town, but it snowed a lot, and it was really windy, and it was really cold, um, and I hate being cold. <laughs> like it's my least favorite thing. But I would make myself go to the grocery store once a week. Like that was sort of my thing was I could very easily send David to the grocery store. Um but that was that was like that was my one rule <laughs> that I like put on myself in getting through this winter um is that I had like a weekly grocery store date. That was my thing. Like I made myself get out of the house at least once a week. Um, and I'd like, you know, skate my car to the grocery store on the icy roads. <laughs> I got really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is, it's setting boundaries and saying, you know, I will not allow myself to become a total and complete hermit. Um, I will have some semblance of like life and responsibility and I'll at least go to the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> be a part of this world. Yeah. It might also be getting out of your house to go to the gym or to go to a yoga studio. Um, some of the things that we mentioned before can be ways to shape your boundaries. Um, I think also, you know, uh, most of us type A creatives have a mile long to do list. I mean, we're never at a lack of to-dos. And so one thing that I would recommend is to narrow down your daily to-do list to just one thing. Like, what is the one thing you can do today and do well? And so for me today, it is recording this podcast. Um, I have a lot of other stuff I need to do and can do, but I'm starting with recording a podcast So Emily and I are recording this first thing in the morning. We're going to finish it up and I'm instantly going to feel really accomplished. Like everything else is gravy. So I don't have the pressure of doing everything else on my to-do list because I already accomplished my one thing and it actually makes me more productive. Yeah. All the other things are just like high five extras. Like you did the one thing and now everything else is just cherries on top lots of cherries on top (laughs) exactly and I feel more motivated to get them done because I'm not feeling the need to procrastinate yeah Ooh, that's a good I need to do that I'm taking Kathleen's advice and doing that my (laughs) to-do list today is frightening um but this is the most important thing definitely and all the other things are just just extra things that I get to accomplish now that I'm like motivated and doing things. We should do an entire podcast on to-do lists because I've also experimented with not having a to-do list. Oh, that scares me. Which, <laughs> yeah, and it kind of freaked out my, it kind of freaked out my um, business partner and our employees because we rely very much on our to-do list to know what everyone else is doing. And mine was always just fill that. We share a to-do list in Google Docs. Anyway, it's always just like to be determined. Yeah, your to-do list simply 
like is exist <laughs> exist pretend like you're the star in your own movie yeah, that's my to do list <laughs> i love how hippie you are sometimes it's my favorite thing about you <laughs> sometimes kathleen just throws all the rules out the window and does her own thing <laughs> i mean yeah sometimes you have to anyway we'll have to do a future podcast on that we totally could i'm, I'm a master of to-do lists um all right, I think I think another thing that's super important for for like keeping you out of the funk or getting you out of the funk is is to tap into the people that you consider your tribe. Um, for me, if I'm having just a really funky day, um, that's those are the days that I will like just sit down with David and vent, and like he is like my number one tribe member. <laughs> definitely he's my biggest fan and so like I'll just tell him like okay we're gonna go upstairs let's just just talk this out and listen to me or um or I'll schedule a Skype call with you my mama coach Rebecca Egbert and I'll include her in the show notes she gave me great advice one time or I think it was on her newsletter she sends out a really great newsletter every week but she recommends if you are going to vent to your partner like we actually spend a lot of time venting to our spouses or partners or whoever in our lives but you don't want that to like you don't want your relationship to be built on all these negative conversations so she actually recommended limiting that to 10 minutes so just like you set a timer for five minutes to feel your funk um like maybe vent for 10 minutes and tell them like how you want them to react like to just do not necessarily solve your problem. I don't need your opinions. I just need you to listen. <laughs> I just need you to listen. Um, but yes, like venting to a tribe member. But then also, so like for me, calling you, for example, Emily, is sometimes even better than venting to the people closest to me because you'll offer a new perspective or you won't even entertain it. You'll be like, snap out like, of it, girl. <laughs> Kathleen, get your shit together. No, I, I know. I think, well, yes, I, David is definitely like a special kind of venting. Um, but whenever it comes to like, yeah, just having someone like help me really put it into perspective, like someone really out of my box, um, like having someone on call that you can just be like, you know, like I, I recently I had this like, weird email from someone that I just really needed some feedback on. And the fact that I could just like hop on Skype and be like, Hey Kathleen, like this is just, let's just like chat this out. Cause I don't know how to respond. Like having people in your life like that, that you can, you can just talk to, to help you get past a funk or, um, or put things, put things into perspective or know that you can be there for them too. Cause everyone is enduring winter right now. You're not the only one who's feeling gloomy by any means. <laughs> <laughs> and on the flip side of that, I sometimes like to give myself boundaries and not talk about what it is that's bumming me out. So, you know, more recently, and I talk about it all the time, I still can't help it, but more, <laughs> more recently I've mentioned the sleep thing. And I mean, Emily, you probably heard it for a year. Every time we got on Skype, I was like, oh my God, I'm not sleeping. I don't know what to do. I mean, in tears about it. And so there was a week where I gave myself the rule that I could not talk about not sleeping. Right. Like I just wasn't even going to acknowledge it and see how that worked. And it actually worked for a while. But then you still weren't and sleeping. So, yeah, I still wasn't sleeping. Well, and But not focusing on it and not talking about it took the attention away from it. Yeah. And so that really helped. And so maybe don't focus on your winter blues. Don't 
talk about it. And I'm not saying to bottle it up. It's just whenever you get on these Skype conversations, it's like, what is the kind of conversation that you want to be having? Yeah. Is it about how sad you are? And yet maybe sometimes that is the conversation that you need to be having. Or is it, do you want to be having an inspired and creative conversation about creativity or life? Yeah. You know, so talk about the things that are going well with your Skype date. Yeah, and, and that's one of the great things about having a tribe, too, is, like, Kathleen, I'm never going to call you and just, like, and just vent. Like, <laughs> like we do a little bit. Like, we'll call and, like, talk about, you know, how cold it is or how it's tornado season or, you know, or that baby's not sleeping or Lily is, like doing ridiculous things that are freaking me out but it always turns into really energizing like creative talk and I yeah it's like what can we create what can we make what kinds of things like what's interesting right now what kinds of conversations are you yeah. having with your like clients? what books have you read like like having yeah. people in your tribe like that allows you to vent a little like enough to like Enough to get it yeah, out. Get it out, but then like it always turns into really energizing conversations that will get me past whatever sort of negativity I'm feeling and into a place where I'm over it and now I'm gonna be like taking action because I'm really excited about something. Which, you know, for me, like having those conversations with David don't always end up the same as whenever I'm having them with you. Um, and so it's about like, yeah, building this tribe of these people that you go to in certain situations that'll give you the, the energy that you need to get past them. Okay. So how do you cultivate your creative pack? And we received another email from someone who is like having a really hard time around networking and just feeling kind of shy. So how do you cultivate that creative pack if you're in a new city or if you're more of an introvert um, what, what do you think there, Emily? Like, how can you grow your tribe? Um, send sweet emails. Those are my very, very favorite things. Um, and it's funny, the girl, the other person who, um, emailed us about it was doing it. So in the perfect kind of email for doing the exact thing, it's just sending a nice email and to someone that you admire or that you want to be in your pack and just saying, Hey, like, I love what you do. I want you to know that like what you're doing is like being seen by other people. And I appreciate you. Um, I recently got an email just before Christmas, we were wrapping up and trying to launch like five websites in like three weeks so that we could just get everything done by the end of the year. It was like the stupidest three weeks of my life. It was ridiculous. Um, but we, we did it and we were rocking it out, but I was so stressed out. And one day I sit down at, at my, um, at my computer and I have this email from a guy that I had been like conversing with on social media a little bit. His name is Doc Waller. He's really, really nice guy, but it was the nicest email I swear I've ever gotten in my life. And it was him simply saying like, I love what you do. I totally admire like the, the focus that you have in this brand that you're building. And I just want you to know that like high five pretty much. And it, it was a really short, like concise, sweet email. Um, and it was exactly what I needed during that time of the year. Just having someone say like, you're working your ass off and it's not going unnoticed. Um, and doing things like that is perfect. We ended up having a Skype call. Now we're buddies and like, you know, get to plan mm -hmm. new stuff for the future. But it just starts with a very genuine, nice, short <laughs> 
email yeah. to people that you admire. I love getting those emails, but I love even more sending those emails. Yeah. So I sent one to Gwen Bell, and I'll include her in the show notes, but she's always doing something really radical and different, and I feel like she just pushes the envelope whenever it comes to how we share content on the internet and how we write. And so um, she sent a newsletter one day about, you know, shutting down her newsletter. And I replied and I said, hey, I just want you to know that I see your work and I appreciate what you're doing. And I don't always understand it, but I like it. And since then, we've had multiple conversations. I've written a few blog posts about our interactions, and I'll be able to, I'll be sure to include those in the show notes as well. But I've made friends with a really big deal just by putting myself out there. And it can be a vulnerable thing yes. to email someone and say, hey, I like what you're doing. Um, because there's that fear of rejection or what if they don't respond or what if they think you're a big dork <laughs> or a stalker, which is not the case. They never think that you're a dork or a stalker. So I love that. Um, if you're not receiving those kinds of emails, send them, send them out. I also think that taking some, um, online interactions offline is a really great way to grow your tribe. So I see a lot of people doing it on Instagram with Instagram meetups, but Stephanie is a food blogger and I, I forgot to mention that in the beginning. So Stephanie is a food blogger and she's in Chicago because she's in culinary school, um, expanding her training and, I could even imagine Stephanie writing a blog post and saying, hey, I'm in the Chicago area. I'm new to the city. Um, let's have a get together. And maybe she could host her own little uh, cooking party where she's sharing her gifts of knowledge with her tribe that she's already cultivated with her online readers. So finding creative ways to take your online community offline is a really great way to get out of your house and to feel a part of the world. It is. I actually did that exact... I didn't even think about that. <sighs> Look at you. Um, I did the exact same thing last night, as a matter of fact. Like, again, winter, gloomy, um, cold, and I've been hibernating <laughs> like in the studio. I go from the house to the studio, which is two blocks apart, um, and that's where I live, in two blocks. Um, so, about two weeks ago, I sent an email to, like, some local entrepreneurs, and I was like, you know, I want to just have this thing at the studio, like, everyone come, BYOB, uh, we called it, like, very, I guess at this point, officially, biz and booze, like, just bring <laughs> some booze, sit down, and let's just talk business, and at four o'clock yesterday, we had, um, we had a couple of local entrepreneurs just come in, like, brought a bottle of wine, and we sat up front for, like, two and a half hours, and just talked, and laughed, and had a good time. Um, and it was not fussy. Like, I bought nothing. Like, I did not prepare at all. I got some, like, plastic cups out of the back room in case people wanted to share wine. Like, nice. that is all we did. So it was not this big fussy thing. It cost me no money to do it. I just sent an email to a couple of local, like, creative entrepreneurial friends. And we met up and had a really great time. Um, I think that's the perfect way to do it. And I'm sure, like, the amount of energy that it took for you to send out that email was the hardest part. It, I had actually right? been planning on doing that for two months. Like it was like something that has been on my to-do list, but actually doing it, it's exactly what it was. It took finding the energy to actually sit down and just draft that email. But once it was done, it was done. I didn't have to think about it again. And so this is a good point whenever you're wanting to connect with someone offline, and this might be a whole separate topic, but I just want to throw it out here is don't say, hey, let's get together for coffee. Yeah, sure, we'll do that sometime. 
throw out a date and a time. Yes. Say, hey, would you like to grab coffee or have wine on Friday at 5 p.m.? I'll meet you at our favorite coffee shop. You know, so get really specific about dates and times so that it actually happens. So for you, Emily, it was probably like, hey, I want to have this boozy business get together. I'm going to do that sometime in the next couple months. And then it never happens. Yeah. <laughs> so it was sitting down, looking at your calendar and saying, okay, I'm going to have a boozy business get together on Friday at 5 p.m., and sending out that email. I sent it out, like, as an invitation. Like, hi, guys, I want to do this thing. It's going to be here on this date at this time. Here's what you bring. See you there. Like, I'm... And it's kind of like, I'm going to be there either way, having a glass of yeah. wine. You're welcome to join That's me. exactly what it was, because I didn't want it to be fussy, and I did not want it to be this conversation that went on forever, like, seeing when everyone's available. Um, and, and doing it like that also sets you up to make it a recurring thing, so that... Um, so that you can do it every month. And if someone can't make the first one because it is a set day and time, they'll, they can be around for the next one or at least put it in their calendar for the next one. Um, but, yeah, offline meetups are such a cool way to connect with people and remember that, like, you're not alone in your apartment <laughs> in this big old world. <laughs> I want to throw out one word that I just thought of because I think it's pretty genius. But my friend Allison Bailey she will sometimes work from a coffee shop and she'll just send out a tweet saying, hey, guys, I'm at a coffee shop right now. If you want to join me, I'm going to be working, but I would love to share a cup of coffee with you, which is just a really great spontaneous way to connect with your tribe um, offline. So, Stephanie, we want you to live the boss life and to be a thriving creative Um, One of the ways to do that is just to follow the energy. This is something I'm constantly telling my clients that I'm coaching is to do the things that give you energy. Um, Again, Stephanie is a food writer, so um, maybe some recipe testing, you know, and whenever it comes to getting out of your funk and being happy, remember that like happiness is not a thing on its own. Like happiness is a byproduct of doing the things that generate energy. You have to make it, you have to create it. Um, It's not just going to fall on your lap. I agree, I think you're never going to be happy like laying in bed watching Netflix. Actually, maybe that would make me happy someday. I was about to say, (laughs) that makes me sound real happy right now. (laughs) May not be the best example, but but going out and doing things. um, You know, you live in Chicago, which is kind of blowing my mind. Um, I visited for the first time this summer and like, I think I'm going to have like a second home there someday or something. Um, only for the summer, definitely not for the winter. (laughs) Um, but you know, you have lots of opportunities to, to be a tourist in your own city. You can, if you want to go check out like new restaurant openings or walk to the park (laughs) or what you have the opportunity to opportunities to do that are there some amazing museums and architecture in chicago some things that you can do inside but in any city Mm -hmm. in any there are things to do in any city and if you're bored it's because you're not being creative oh snap isn't that the truth um just yeah no we did that recently like we're we homeschool our kid which is nuts i know but we love it um and like david recently did that with lily just it is actually the one day it was snowing um here which is a rare and beautiful thing but um so we have a frank frank lloyd wright house in town 
which is super cool. Um, and we had never been. <laughs> Don't judge me. And uh, <sighs> David took Lily as like a little like homeschool field trip, and they loved That's it. Fine. Like even separate from homeschooling and Lily, David loved doing that. And I was really pissed off that I couldn't go with them. But so we live in Oklahoma City <laughs> and Florence, Alabama. Right. And if we can find things to do in our city, you can find things to do in Chicago or wherever you're listening from right now. All right, so those are just a few ideas. Actually, that was a lot of ideas of how to get out of a creative funk and to beat the winter blues or... Yeah, be boss, regardless of the clouds, um, and get your shit done. Thank you for listening to Being Boss from Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Find show notes for this episode at lovebeingboss.com. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on our website, at iTunes, and on SoundCloud. If you like our podcast, show us some love by reviewing Being Boss on iTunes and share it with a friend. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week. I actually like wearing my boots in the winter, I'm going to say. I love, like, winter fashion. That's where I feel the most post-apocalyptic. I do, but zombie slaying badasses wear boots in the summer, too. That's true. Year-round. So, beat the heat.